This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome to episode 20 of the North American Outdoors podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, coming to you from the great state of Texas. We are going to talk about venomous snakes today. Not poisonous snakes, venomous snakes. Before I go any further, let's talk a little bit about the definition of those two words, poison versus venom. These terms are oftentimes used interchangeably, but venom and poison are definitely not the same thing. They are both a toxic substance that can potentially harm or kill you, but the main difference lies in the way they are delivered to the unfortunate victim. Poison is a toxin that gets into the body through swallowing, inhaling, or absorption through the skin. Poisonous animals tend to be more passive-aggressive. They actually won't attack their prey, but they release toxins as a result of being eaten, touched, or disturbed. A cane toad, which secretes toxins from glands on either shoulder, is a poisonous animal. It has to be ingested or licked to cause harm. Poison ivy is another example of a poisonous plant. Touching it can result in an itchy and sometimes painful rash. Venom, on the other hand, is a specialized type of poison that has evolved for a specific purpose. It is actively injected through a bite or a sting. In summary, poison is ingested, venom is injected. Moving on to venomous snakes. Reptiles are the creatures that nightmares are made of. As a group of animals, reptiles, with the exception of relatively few American alligators, do not prey upon human beings and often try their best to avoid people. Like most reptiles, there are no snakes in North America that are predatory towards human beings. Of all of the reptiles, snakes, both venomous and non-venomous, have instilled more fear in people than all of the other predators combined. Snakes are often painted as evil and sinister. In biblical terms, the snake is portrayed as demonic and described as a form that Satan often took in the Old Testament. Snakes can be classified into two groups. There are non-venomous and venomous snakes. 
The non-venomous snakes are usually constrictors that attack their prey by tightly coiling themselves around their victims. Constrictors kill by asphyxiation and by cutting off the blood supply to the brain of their prey. There are no constrictors in North America that pose a threat to human beings. Even though snakes do not seek out people, relatively few of these species have the ability to cause death of a careless individual. These snakes belong to the second group of snakes classified as venomous. Unlike other predators, venomous snakes do not have defensive weapons such as claws, sharp canines, or rows of bone-crushing teeth. The only defensive weapon that venomous snakes have is venom. Although their venom can be used as a defensive tool, it is primarily used as an offensive weapon to kill prey. In fact, it takes so much time and energy to produce its venom that certain venomous snakes can control the amount they inject into their prey. To conserve their deadly elixir, sometimes in a defensive strike, a dry bite oftentimes occurs, with no or relatively little venom injected into the prey. Snake venom is a complex compound of proteins that have evolved into a potent mixture used to kill prey and to start the digestive process before the food source is ingested. The venom in snakes is 90% proteins, of which 25 different enzymes have been isolated. All venoms contain 12 of the 25 enzymes that have been isolated. The remaining 10% of venom consists of polypeptide toxins and glycoproteins. The two types of snake venoms that can cause death in North America are hemotoxic venom and neurotoxic venoms. Hemotoxic venoms affect the vascular and circulatory system, specifically the heart and the cardiovascular system. An injection of hemotoxin produces pain and swelling at the bite site. The type of venom causes massive amounts of tissue damage that often leaves the victim disfigured if he or she even survives. It prevents blood from clotting, destroying red and white blood cells, destroying capillary walls, resulting in internal hemorrhaging, and dissolving tissue. Ultimately, if no medical attention is received, renal failure and cardiac arrest can occur. Hemotoxic bites are the most painful evenomation. Neurotoxic venoms affect the nervous system and the brain. This venom also prevents blood from clotting and destroys red blood cells. Neurotoxins are unique in that they can affect the nerve impulses to muscles, especially the ones that regulate the heart muscles and the diaphragm muscles that control breathing. Victims of this venom oftentimes will have seizures and go into convulsions. Death can occur through heart and respiratory failure. Neurotoxic bites are the deadliest envenomations. There are four types of venomous snakes in North America. These types are pit vipers, which include rattlesnakes, copperheads, and water moccasins. The venom of pit vipers is classified as hemotoxin with the exception of the Mojave rattlesnake and the rock rattlesnake. These two have neurotoxin and hemotoxin properties. 
There are many species and subspecies of pit vipers, and they can be found throughout the United States and extreme southwestern Canada. The remaining venomous snake is the coral snake, and it is an elapid. The venom of elapids is classified as neurotoxin. The coral snake can be found throughout the southeastern United States, southeastern Arizona, and extreme southwestern New Mexico. Coral snakes belong to the family of snakes called elapids. These snakes are related to cobras, mambas, and crates. These snakes are thought to have evolved from a family of snakes called colubrids, which include king snakes and milk snakes. The fangs of the coral snake are fixed like those of cobras and mambas and are grooved to allow the venom to run down into the wound of the bitten prey. Compared to pit vipers, the fangs of the coral snake are relatively small. Snakes with this type of venom delivery system are called proteroglyph snakes. Coral snakes feed on smaller snakes and lizards. Their preferred food source is the rough earth snake. The coral snake is a colorful animal with rings of yellow, red, and black. The harmless milk snake and several species of king snakes mimic the color pattern of the coral snake. The coral snake color pattern is black, yellow, red, yellow, black. The milk snake and the king snake's color pattern is yellow, black, red, black, yellow. To remember this a little bit easier, there is a very common rhyme that goes along with identifying coral snakes. Red on yellow will kill a fellow. Red on black, venom lack. Or a similar rhyme is red on yellow will kill a fellow. Red on black is a friend of Jack. Coral snakes are not often seen as their pit viper counterparts. These snakes spend most of their time under leaf litter, logs, or rocks. These snakes are solitary animals and are seldom seen with other snakes. Coral snakes average about 24 inches but can reach a length of 48 inches. The snake is a long and slender animal with a small, rounded, and blunt head. The head of the coral snake is the same size as the body of the entire snake, unlike pit vipers, which have a larger, triangular-shaped head. Since coral snakes are extremely reclusive and generally bite humans only when handled or stepped on, the snake must literally chew on their victim to inject the venom. A bite from a coral snake brings about little or no pain or swelling at the site of the bite. Other symptoms can be delayed for up to 12 hours. However, if untreated by antivenom, the neurotoxin begins to disrupt the connections between the brain and the muscles, resulting in slurred speech, double vision, and muscles not working properly. The ultimate end is respiratory or cardiac failure. Pit vipers are much larger and heavier snakes than coral snakes. Rattlesnakes range in size from the pygmy rattlesnake, which can grow to a maximum length of just over 20 inches, to the eastern diamondback rattlesnake that can obtain a length of 8 feet. The well-known western diamondback rattlesnake can reach a length of 6 feet. The average rattlesnake is between 2 and 3 feet in length. The other two pit vipers, such as copperheads and water moccasins, 
average between two and three feet in length as well, with a recorded maximum length over five feet long. Rattlesnakes, copperheads, and water moccasins are considered the most advanced group of snakes due to their advanced venom delivery system. The fangs of the pit viper have evolved into specialized hypodermic needles. They are hollow, which allow the venom to be delivered during the bite. The fangs are also hinged so that when the mouth is closed, these syringes fold back into their mouths. The hinge also allows its fangs to rotate forward to inject the venom with very precise accuracy during a strike. Pit vipers periodically lose their fangs, which are replaced with new sharp fangs or syringes. Snakes with this type of venom delivery system are called solenoglyphic snakes. Pit vipers are given their name by the heat-sensing pits located between the eyes and nostrils. These heat-seeking pits give pit vipers an infrared view of their world. This evolutionary device is very effective in hunting their primary food source, warm-blooded animals such as rodents. This allows this wildlife predator to hunt in total dark areas such as burrows and barns and at night. Pit vipers are most active at night and prefer to hunt after dark. This is possible because of its ability to sense the body heat of its prey. Pit vipers in North America are divided into two genera, crotalus and cistrus. The distinction is based on the scales on their head. Pit vipers with small scales on their heads are in the genus crotalus. Pit vipers with plates or large scales are in the genus cistrus. The eyes of both of these genera are also unique to other snakes. Their eyes have very distinctive vertical elliptical pupils. Water moccasins can be difficult to identify at times. There are many water snakes that mimic the water moccasin and have the same coloration. These look-alike snakes are of the genus Nerodia. These harmless water snakes have just as rotten of a disposition as the water moccasin, except that their smell is far worse than their bite. Often called cottonmouths, the water moccasin is a dark-to-black snake with a very large, flat head. There is a darker black line on the side of the head that runs above the jaw. The copperhead is a light brown snake with large, copper-colored blotches on its back. The water moccasin prefers wet areas, such as the edges of ponds, where they feed on frogs and rodents. Newborn cottonmouths have a uniquely predatory technique. They flick their brightly colored tail tips, which look like worms, as bait, attracting small frogs or minnows within striking range. The copperhead is also known to do this, and the copperhead prefers wooded areas near streams so they can ambush their small rodent prey. Just like any other snake bite, the bite from a water moccasin can be lethal if not treated in a timely manner. Rapid and proper response can contribute significantly to the survival of the victim. Once bitten, the victim's limbs quickly begin to swell as the body resists the effect of the venom. The swelling is a result of body fluids collecting around the bite area and spreading to other body parts. The swollen body parts turn red and are followed by severe itching. Symptoms include chills, increased heart rate, 
and trembling. Muscles soon lose functioning and paralysis sets in. A quick response of treatment in the emergency room soon reverses this and a full recovery is frequently the result. There have only been a few cases of cottonmouth snake bites resulting in death. The most identifiable characteristics that rattlesnakes have that other venomous snakes do not possess is a rattle at the end of their tail. The rattle of a rattlesnake is made up of bony, interlocking segments. The rattlesnake sheds its skin about four times a year, in which a new segment is added each time. The rattle is vibrated extremely fast to produce the sound that is almost universally recognized. This warning is used by the animal to warn off any potential threats of its presence. Many other snakes, both venomous and non-venomous, will imitate the rattlesnake's warning by very quickly vibrating the tip of their tails in dry leaves, on rocks, and on sticks. These warnings given by rattlesnakes are not always heeded. There are animals that prey on the rattlesnake and are not alarmed by their rattle. These include javelina, roadrunners, king snakes, and even humans. All reptiles, snakes included, are cold-blooded animals. These animals cannot generate their own body heat and most rely on the sun and outside temperature to generate their energy. Snakes are active until the outside temperature drops into the 50s. In the early spring and fall, when nighttime temperatures drop into the 50s and the daytime temperatures rise from the 70s and 80s, Snakes seek out protection from the cool weather in burrows or under rocks at night and early morning and can be seen sunning themselves when the temperatures rise. When the temperatures stay below 50 degrees, snakes go into hibernation and remain in this state throughout the winter and emerge in the spring when temperatures warm back up in the spring. Once temperatures rise above 50 degrees, snakes, including pit vipers, emerge from hibernation, and mating takes place. Pit vipers breed in the spring and give birth to up to 15 young in late summer and sometimes into early fall. The young are born alive and equipped with a full and lethal dose of venom. Coral snakes lay between 3 and 12 eggs in midsummer, and the young are born in late August or early September, along with a full lethal dose of venom. Once the snakes are born, they are on their own and immediately begin to hunt for food. When temperatures start to drop in late fall, adults and young alike start to look for their winter dens. Unlike other predators, venomous snakes might den up in large numbers. It is not uncommon to find dens containing large numbers of snakes. Pit vipers are the most abundant venomous snakes in North America. There are 17 different species of this animal, and at least one can be found in almost every state in the continental United States. Geographic locations of pit vipers and elapids can be defined so that anyone venturing out into the field will be able to predict potential threats. Snakes found in the southeastern United States include the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, the timber rattlesnake, pygmy rattlesnake, copperhead, water moccasin, and eastern or Texas coral snake. Snakes found in the southwestern United States include the western diamondback rattlesnake, the rock, mojave, and blacktail rattlesnake, 
Sidewinder, the Speckled Rattlesnake, the Twin Spotted Rattlesnake, the Red Diamond Rattlesnake, the Tiger Rattlesnake, the Ridge Nose Rattlesnake, and the Arizona Coral Snake. Snakes found in the western United States, which include Texas north up to Canada over to the west coast, are the western rattlesnake. Snakes found in the central United States, which include eastern New Mexico to the Great Lakes, is the Massasauga rattlesnake. Avoiding venomous snakes is much easier than avoiding other large wildlife predators. As stated before, snakes do not seek out or stalk humans. If you surprise a snake, just back away until you are at a safe distance. You can even run away without the fear of triggering an attack or a response that you would get from a bear, a mountain lion, or a wolf. When in snake country, wear boots and long pants when walking around, especially early in the morning or late in the evening. This is the time that most snakes are active. Watch where you step to avoid stepping on or startling a snake when walking in the field. Snakes are the masters of disguise and have developed camouflage that literally lets them blend into their surroundings. Also, if you have to reach into crevices, logs, or holes, look before doing so. If you are picking up firewood, debris, or other materials that snakes can hide beneath, Use a pole or rod to make sure no snake is underneath before you use your hands. It is important to remember that venomous snakes are ambush hunters and they spend many hours and in some cases days motionless waiting for their prey. The chance is far greater that a snake will sense your presence long before you see it. Unfortunately, for some people, they are first aware of a snake after they are bit. Their ability to hide and blend into their surroundings is what makes venomous snakes so dangerous. Snakes can be in your campsite without ever being detected until it is too late. There are stories of rattlesnakes crawling into sleeping bags of unsuspecting campers or cowboys waking up in the morning only to find a rattlesnake curled up on their chest. All of these legends aside, it is very possible to find snakes under tents under chuck boxes, ice chests, or other gear when breaking down your camp. The number one cause of getting bitten by a venomous snake is due to human interference. Often, people get bitten attempting to catch or capture a venomous snake. Venomous snakes can strike at over one-third of their body length. A six-foot western diamondback rattlesnake can strike between two and two and a half feet. Likewise, what coral snakes lack in striking ability, they more than make up in their difficulty in handling. Coral snakes are very hard to control because of their slick bodies. Even dead snakes pose a potential threat. There are many recorded cases of an individual picking up a dead venomous snake or the severed head of a snake and receiving a life-threatening dose of venom. The best way to handle a venomous snake is to leave it alone. If you or someone you are with is unfortunate enough to get bitten by a venomous snake, there are steps that you can do to increase the chance of survival. The first thing to do is recognize the symptoms. It is important to remember that hemotoxic and neurotoxic symptoms will occur almost immediately. 
although the symptoms from a neurotoxic envenomation could be delayed for up to four hours. Some of the symptoms of a hemotoxic bite include fang marks, intense pain, weakness, swelling, oral tingling and numbness, rapid pulse, discoloration of the skin around the bite, vomiting, disorientation, and bleeding. Some of the neurotoxic symptoms include fang marks, weakness, droopy eyelids, double vision, difficulty in swallowing, excessive saliva, sweating, loss of motor skills, difficulty in breathing, and paralysis. Oftentimes, the victim of a rattlesnake bite experiences extreme pain at the location of the bite, nausea, and sometimes diarrhea. The victim's mouth and throat will swell, making it difficult to breathe. The victim will get lightheaded, collapse, and usually go into shock, all within just minutes of the rattlesnake strike. A mother was pushing her newborn baby in a stroller on the sidewalk in California. She felt two painless bites on her leg, and when she looked down, she saw the snake and then heard the rattle. Within 10 minutes, her fingers, arms, and legs went numb. The side of her face soon became paralyzed. Her throat and eyes became swollen, and she couldn't feel anything from her neck down. By the time she arrived at the emergency room, she could barely breathe. Antivenin was administered to her while she spent time in intensive care. She described her pain after the snake bite worse than childbirth. Doctors stated the mortality rate of a rattlesnake bite is 30% without the use of antivenin, but only 5% with antivenin. Every year, approximately 8,000 people are bitten by venomous snakes in North America. Of these envenomations, approximately 16 result in human fatalities. The sooner that first aid is administered to the victim of a venomous snake bite, the better the chance of survival. Just as important as what to do for a venomous snake bite is what not to do. Never apply a tourniquet. Never apply ice. Never cut and suck to remove the venom. Never administer electrical shocks or take alcohol or never take pain medicine. The proper first aid for a venomous snake bite is very important. The first thing to do when someone is bitten by a venomous snake is to ensure that the victim is safe from additional bites. Identify the snake by taking a picture of it or killing it if it can be done so safely. Remove any jewelry or any constricting items from the victim. Restrict the movement of the victim, especially the part of the body that was bitten. Keep the area or limb that was bitten below the heart. Try to keep the victim calm. If they're bleeding, apply a bandage. If they're bitten by any lapid, allow the bite to bleed for about 30 seconds and apply a wrap by using an ace bandage above and below the bite area, tight enough to put pressure on the area, but not too tight to cut off any circulation. Get into a medical facility as quickly as possible. If in the backcountry and there is going to be a delay in medical attention, apply a splint, but periodically check and loosen if necessary. 
All venomous snake bites need to be taken seriously, even though a large percentage of bites are dry and should not be field diagnosed. After the victim is transported to a medical facility, it can be determined if the snake bite was a dry bite or a mild, moderate, or severe envenomation. The medical personnel at the facility will decide if antivenin should be administered. Ideally, Antivenin should be administered within four hours of the bite. There are some venomous snakes that are less deadly than other venomous snakes. Often, copperhead bites are considered relatively minor and only the symptoms are treated as they occur. In Texas, antivenin is usually not given unless it is a very young or a very old victim. Venom from Mojave and rock rattlesnakes are regarded as very potent because of the makeup of their venom. Eastern and Western diamondback rattlesnakes usually involve relatively large amounts of venom being injected. There are several types of antivenin used for North American venomous snake bites. The most common antivenin used for snake bites that inject hemotoxin venom as in rattlesnakes, copperheads, and water moccasins, is called Crofab, which is made in the United States. Currently, the only antivenin available for snake bites that inject neurotoxin venom from coral snakes is called Coralmin, which is produced in Mexico. Remember, the number one cause of getting bitten by a venomous snake is due to human interference. Do your part, stay educated, Learn the area that you're going to be hiking, recreating, or doing anything in the outdoors and learn where these snakes can be found. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.